0: Hello sci-fi fans, this is Alistair, and you're, mm, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Live long, and prosper. Bad feeling about this. I'm turning away
1: from the things that want to breathe This is going to get pretty interesting. Define interest. God, oh God, we're all going to die?
0: only try to realize the truth. There is no spoon. I fall asleep. For a little while. You are listening
1: to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, from the end
2: of the universe,
1: bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows, here
2: are your hosts. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I have my coffee. I'm ready to go. Miles, what are you drinking? I am drinking ginger ale. Ooh. Canada yes. drop. That's special. Special. It is. All hail the Canadians. Hearn's going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it was Thanksgiving this past weekend for the Canadians. Happy Thanksgiving, all you Canadians out there. I hope it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Lots of do they do they have turkey in Thanksgiving? Do they eat that? Is that part of the Thanksgiving meal? Or is that like just American? You know, I'm uh, not sure how they celebrate Okay, Not Americans, United Stadiums, whatever it is. Anyways, my name is Scott Hertzog.
1: I am Miles P. McLaughlin.
2: And we are your hosts in tonight's diner. Miles, how's your how's your week been?
1: Um pretty good. School's school's still going well. Had a little break uh Monday and Tuesday from school. And uh yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah, good week. Yeah. Spring break or fall break, fall break, fall break, yeah. fall break. Yeah, that works. That works. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's been great for me. I've been kind of just, I actually had a chance to kind of lay down and just kind of relax, which I haven't done in a while. My, this past weekend, my in-laws were in, which I absolutely, I actually love these guys, but, um, you know, it just makes for a busy weekend. My father was in the, in the hospital for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, nothing major, but. You know, so, you know, it just complicates the weekend and then, you know, so by the time I actually get down and sit down and breathe I'm like, you know, I don't have much, I don't feel like I have much, uh, much time for myself. So I felt like I got that tonight. So I feel like I'm clear headed and I'm ready to do the show. It, it should be good. And, oh, and I've been watching Chuck. I'm watching Chuck. I'm continuing that. I'm now uh, well into disc two of season one of Chuck. So I'm kind of hooked. As good, Miles. You got to check it out in all your free time. With all, I mean, there's no other TV shows on. You should be watching.
1: No, there's there, there's nothing else. Well, as I was this fall break I was it was a good opportunity for me to catch up on uh, the shows I'm following. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught up on you know Fringe. Caught up on uh, Flash Forward, Heroes. Um, really liking Stargate um, Universe.
2: Oh, you know what? It is good. Although you know what? I again, in my opinion is the second episode. While I loved it, wasn't as strong as the first, but it was still good. Still good,
1: what I like about it is my wife likes it too, so her and I have a sci fi show we both like.
2: Yeah, definitely. If you heard that little clunk sound, it was me uh picking up my coffee mug because I'm I need the IV, <laughs> just give me the IV miles. I'm gonna shove it in my arm with caffeine and we'll be good to go. <laughs> It'll be a good show,
1: yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking in school, um, all the guys are drinking lots of coffee and uh. I think they should just have it pumped into the room. I mean, forget the coffee pot thing. We should just right, – there should right. be a separate line just for coffee.
2: Maybe they, can, maybe they can do like in The Matrix where you kind of like you're all sitting in chairs to study and it's plugged into the back of your head and just coffee just running through your veins. That would be kind That's of cool. I think it would. It would be yeah, – I'm all for it. On the menu at the Sci-Fi Diner tonight, we are going to share with you the second part of our interview with Christopher Heyerdahl. If you don't know who, who he is, you are obviously not watching Sanctuary right now because he is one of the major players in Sanctuary and well worth the watch he's also been in Stargate Atlantis and many many other shows Smallville uh Supernatural and the list goes on and on also we find out this week that a major character from Heroes will die Dollhouse of Smallville keep looking better and better Sanctuary and Stargate continue to wow sci-fi or siffy and breaking record after record and um, it's obvious by now that ABC cannot get enough of Flash Forward I'm right Miles that's on ABC right you are correct. And we find out that there is more flash forward on tap. We hear talk of an independence day sequel on the works. Rondi Moore simplifies the writing of star Trek for us because if you never got a behind the scenes view of how to write star Trek, you now know saving private Ryan writer is going to pen the world of Warcraft movie that should make world of Warcraft fans a little bit happy. Paranormal fans get what they demand What actors are in and out of The Hobbit? McKellen actually, uh, you know, rats them out. And there's a Millennium movie in the talks. And we have two new DVD releases. Actually make that three. Miles is going to talk about the other one. You have the opportunity now to get Bender's head and Caesar 1 of Legend of the Seeker as well as Batman, Superman, or Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Full show tonight. And we got to do that all in about 20 minutes. Can we do it? I don't know. And if we can, whatever we don't cover will be in the show notes, as always. And you can find us at the com. Well, let's move into, well, let's before we do our trivia, let's talk a little bit about show news. This is real brief. I mentioned earlier that we, of course, are going to have the second part of a Christopher Heyerdahl interview. But if that's not enough Christopher Heyerdahl for you... We have videos posted on our website. There's a video pictures link. And you can go and watch YouTube videos that uh, we took when we were at Shore Leave last year of Christopher Heyerdahl and actually many others. Richard, uh, Robert Ricardo, Ethan Phillips is in there. Uh, Miracle Laurie is in there. You get to see her dancing. A little bit of hulu there, a hula there. Hulu. Uh, hula dancing um, that we kind of conjured into doing. And, of course, she's in Dollhouse this year. Although we didn't see her in this week's past episode. But yeah. she's still in. And we also want to thank everyone that voted for us in the 2009 Podcast Awards. We do not know the outcome of that yet. October 18th, it's a deadline, so if I get this released in time and you have not voted yet, please vote for us. We would love to have you put in your two cents. And we want to be in the People's Choice Award, Award and the entertainment category. If you can uh, put us in there, that would be great. Let's do our trivia from last week. Of course, the prize for this trivia was the Justice League original movie.
1: All right. Well, last week we asked, we were really testing your geek cred here and uh, some of your literature knowledge. Um, We asked last week, who is the author of the novel iRobot?
2: And the answer was Miles?
1: Isaac Asimov. Yeah. And have you read a lot of Asimov? I must confess, I, I have not.
2: Oh, you know what? I have read... His entire foundation series, and then he had a robot spinoff series that kind of went along with it and I am I was there was a time where if asmov if Asmov had something published, I read it collections mm-hmm. of short stories and all that now it's been a little bit, but I still enjoy reading him and in fact, I still teach some of the short stories in my classes so he's definitely a worthwhile and obviously one of the golden age of sci-fi writers that you know was around uh, we of course had a winner in our winner uh, miles is
1: uh, peachy pie.
2: I just wanted to hear you say that, <laughs> but peachy pie, uh, of course won the prize. We kind of, we had plenty of people actually write in and, and had the correct answer. So I kind of put all the names in a little cup and had my little daughter, uh, pull them out. And that's the one that was pulled out. And the only other honorable mention that I want to mention, and because we had bunches of names, I can't mention them all right now was Televix and wrote in and said, Harlan Ellison did write the screenplay for iRobot the movie which was based on Asimov's work. And there's been people that have been kind of ambivalent about how good that movie was. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the best movie I ever saw, but, you know, it was a worthwhile adaptation of, uh, of, the, uh, of the book. So,
1: I saw it too. I mean, it was a um, good popcorn movie. Um, you, you know, very enjoyable. Very entertain- entertaining.
2: Uh, well, let's move into our trivia question for this week. So, Miles, the prize we have for this week's trivia question is none other than a signed Vanessa Angel print. Now, this is a print, uh, a photograph of her, a signed print of when she was in Stargate, SG-1, and it's signed not by Miles, although that would be worth a lot of money too, but it is signed by Vanessa herself. So if you would like a copy, a signed copy of Vanessa Angel from SG-1, this is your chance. This is your chance to get it. And, Miles, what do they need to answer to get this?
1: Okay, for this week, we are asking er- er- Ernie Hudson. He guest-starred in The Heroes uh, this past week as a cop who arrested Siler. We're asking this week, name two major genre movies that he was in.
2: And uh, yeah, it shouldn't be hard to answer that question. If you know the answer to that question, you, of course, can call us at one eight eight eight. Five zero eight four three four three. I hope I had enough eights in there. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com or contact at Sci-Fi diner on Twitter with your answers. And we would love to, we had tons of people answer, and if you didn't win, you know, send in again. Please, only one entry per person. Please send your address with it if you can. And um, all entries are always due on the Wednesday, the following Wednesday after the podcast episode has been released, by 6 a 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you get that into us so that we have time to enter it into the show and you have a chance to actually win the drawing. So I kind of had to qualify that there, Miles, because you know I was getting the answers like two a day or two after we were actually doing the recording. So,
1: oh, yeah, well, you gotta do that.
2: Yeah, so anyways, without further ado, we are gonna head into our news in just a moment. But before we do that, we're gonna be hearing a promo from the podcast, Slice of Sci-Fi. These guys bring some of the best interviews I've ever heard regarding science fiction they're the guys that brought you know Michael Hogan and you listened to that Miles right the Michael Hogan interview
1: I, I did it was, it was a very good interview
2: yeah and that. these guys these guys really know their stuff they've been doing it a long time they're in like 200 plus episodes and if you want another good sci-fi podcast to just get into I, I like their podcast it's worth listening to anyways here's a slice of sci-fi
0: is the long drive to work getting you down Do you feel like the other drivers want to run you off the road and beat you with the tire iron of life? Relax. Take a break. And let the fun of sci-fi news geeking ease your drive-time woes.
2: Slice of Sci-Fi. It's not as good as having a stormtrooper on your hood. But it's close.
0: SliceofSciFi.com
2: Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. It is now time for our 10, 10 at 10, 10 minutes of sci-fi TV, 10 minutes of sci-fi movies, and 10 minutes of sci-fi DVDs. We, of course, are going to try to do all that in 20 minutes, which, of course, doesn't add up. But uh, hey, I'm an English teacher, not a math major. Don't so sue eh? uh, me. As we get into our sci-fi news, our TV news tonight, Hearn wanted us to talk about him. <laughs> He's kind of intergalactic. He, uh, There's nothing sci-fi about him, but... You know what? I guess people sometimes say that he's out there, but sorry, Erhearn, we are not going to talk about you in the show. Our first piece of news is there is a Heroes shocker. We're going. We found out that an original cast member will die. Dun dun, dun. Hmm. Does this surprise you, Miles? Um,
1: no, it doesn't. I think this is kind of what they they're. The ratings haven't been the best for Heroes. And so I think to maybe bring some people back, um, and, and to create some drama, to create some, you know, interest, excitement, what have, what have you. Well, they had it last season too when they when they killed uh, Nathan off. So- yeah,
2: but they didn't really kill Nathan off. But this is sounds, it sounds like what they're saying here, that they really are going to kill someone off. The sources on NBC's Heroes kind of confirmed that a major death is in the works. This is, not, this is not one that will go unnoticed even by the most casual fan. It's huge. Apparently, it's one of the major cast members. People are a little bit leery about it because they've killed people off before, but they are really dead. Uh, Miles, in your opinion, who is this major character going to be? Because they have not announced it, obviously. I mean that's, they want you to watch the show, but let's make our guesses. If you had two guesses, who would you, what would your two guesses be? First, who's going to be killed off?
1: We know that that, that uh, hero has a brain tumor, not doing so hot. He's a possibility. I don't think so. Another person they could maybe kill off is um, Ando. I, I you know although he's been you know I, I love hit, hit, hit him and hero's uh, you know relationship. He's not necessarily a major player. I could see, I could see them offing him.
2: Yeah. As far as for me, uh, when I think about people that they could could kill off, it makes sense since Nathan's kind of already dead in the show. That if Siler does get his body back, there's no real need for Nathan anymore. Right. I and mean, so, he- and so Nathan would almost be like a natural shoe in for that. But but part of me says if the, if if the Heroes really wants to shock us. Now, they, uh, they risk losing viewers if they do this, too. They're going to kill off a character that's unexpected. And that means killing off someone like Claire, maybe Peter, maybe um, Mr. Bennett. You know, I I don't know. It's, it's, it's iffy. I, you know, if I were to take guess, I don't think it's going to be Siler. I think if they kill Siler, Siler's kind of made that show, in my opinion.
1: I agree. Um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Maybe Matt Parkman. I mean, maybe. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, we just listed every single hero here. <laughs> so,
1: well, uh, a- a- anybody who's been from there from the first season.
2: Yeah. Well, and Suresh, but he hasn't been in this season. We know he kind of walked away from everything at the end of last season. So I'm not sure he'll be back or not.
1: Okay. Well, good news for me and anybody else who is fans of Dollhouse and Smallville. The ratings are better than first thought. If you're a fan of either Dollhouse or Smallville, and you'll please pleased to hear the DVR numbers are in and it's good news. Both shows received the largest gain in viewers out of all the shows, with each adding a whopping 50% more viewers in the seven days after their episodes aired. Last Friday, Dollhouse pulled uh, 2.25 million viewers, and Smallville pulled 2.3 million viewers. The news brings with it Fox's announcement that Dollhouse will at least see its entire second season out. Uh, Dollhouse ratings for season two episode, episode three was uh, 2.25 million.
2: Right. So, I mean, this is good news. This is actually great news for Dollhouse and for Smallville, which, of course, we were wondering for a long time, is this including the time shifted viewings, the DVR viewings, as they're called? And uh, networks are finally beginning to actually look at them and say, well, these count for something. And Fox is kind of basing that based on uh, uh, basing their decision to air all of Dollhouse on this. So I'm excited about it. I'm glad that we're going to see the entire story arc out. I do hope that Dollhouse gets a little bit stronger. This past week, we did get to see a really good, strong episode. In fact, Miles, for me, this was probably one of the most disturbing episodes, maybe a little bit.
1: It was disturbing, but it was also humorous at the same time. Yes, uh
2: Yes, the whole the whole um, um, Victor, you know, dancing like Echo, right? Uh, um, I thought that was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. But I tell you what was disturbing was the opening scene. When you first think the guy is kind of arranging these dummies, and you realize they're actually human beings, and kind of playing that, it was almost, uh, it was very serial killer-ish. And, uh, oh, it, it, it was freaky. And it was, it was really, really freaky. It was probably one of the most disturbing episodes for me. And then we got to see Mike Hogan. We saw him in Warehouse 13. He's obviously a Battlestar Galactica alumni that we loved. And I, would, I was not aware that he was going to be in this episode. Did you hear that he was going to be in this episode and I just missed it?
1: Uh, I wasn't aware he was going to be in this episode. I, I was aware that you know, he would be in eventually. But no, that, this was news to me. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I had one problem with it. After the accident, he disappears. You know, we never yeah. see him. They, it was kind of this loose storyline that they don't actually finish out.
1: I have a feel I don't think they killed him off though. I have a feeling we'll see him again. But I want to say something else. I think um Eli- Eliza Dushku's acting, I mean, they've given her a lot of good material, you know, this season. I think her acting has been really good.
2: The whole Terry's fantasy, kind of controlling the mannequins and arranging him as he wants, had an eerie parallel to the dollhouse itself. You're right. About the way the dolls are kind of arranged and guided and made to do things they want. Let's see if that, uh, Let's see if they continue to comment on that parallel. Stargate Universe continues to grow. It beat Dollhouse for the second week in a row. Not that that really matters, being once network, once cable, but it was the best rating for the Stargate franchise since 2005. This second week of Stargate did substantially better than the series premiere, even, according to SyFy, bucking the usual TV trend of shows dropping off after their debut episode. Universe showed a modest 4% growth in the total viewers, with just shy of 2.5 million people watching, but it made a huge gain of 22% among viewers age 18 to 49 and a 13% between 25 to 54 age range. So that is kind of cool. This, of course, includes the the, the uh, time-shifted viewings, but they did not, not include live plus-seven data, whatever that is. Uh, do you know what live plus-seven data is?
1: This is the first I've heard of it. We
2: should look it up, and that way we... Don't sound like such goofballs here. It, again, beat it. And anyways, uh, it was it was an excellent episode. Again, Miles and I were talking just a little bit prior to this, and um, it wasn't as strong of an episode, in my opinion. as the first episode, but it definitely built on it, and they, they kind of this whole survival thing going, and it'll be interesting to see how long they can actually keep that going. So we'll see. We'll see. If you want to read other reviews of the Stargate Universe, you can visit uh, Trisha Taylor's review of SGU. i will have a link in the uh, show notes for it. And, Miles, you said you have been enjoying the Stargate show.
1: Uh, immensely. And uh, I got my wife into it, which I'm glad, because her and I used to enjoy uh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, that's gone. So I just want wanted a show for her and I to enjoy together. And she's been enjoying it, too. And what what I reckon, I mean, I know you think this last episode wasn't as strong. But what I think what they're doing good at, um, they're taking something dramatic as their survival. I mean, that um, fixing the, the CO2 scrubbers or whatever. Right. And, Taking you know some something we may think is trivial but and, and creating some real drama with it, I mean it's you know the the writing is just really good for this show I'm, yeah. I'm, just,
2: I'm and it has that gritty feel of Battlestar Galactica. we have a ship that's not a, that's not perfect, it's not just built, it's breaking down, and then somehow they gotta live and survive, and you have all sorts of people in there. Trying to you know eke out their existence, and it's very much like Battlestar. We have all these people aboard, uh, you know, the Galactica, trying to live out and survive and eke out their existence as the last survivors of humanity. Well, these are not the last survivors of humanity, but they might as well be trapped in the ship, right? It's a good show, definitely worth checking into. Don't hear my uh, you know lackluster response to season the, the, the second uh, episode as being negative. It was a good episode, and it's definitely worth checking out. And here's another show as well that is worth checking out. Go ahead, Miles.
1: Yeah, this is something I have been following. Uh, Flash Forward uh, is doing so well. ABC wants nine more episodes. Uh, The series picks up an additional viewer, um, more viewers. Looks like uh, Flash Forward may have no problem making it to a predicted uh, Flash Forward future of April 2010 after all. The time-traveling series has been doing so well, even beating out the powerhouse uh, Survivor in the ratings. ABC has ordered nine more episodes. Variety reported. You can thank everyone who recorded it for that. New DVR numbers showed that the series picks up an additional two million viewers when later playback is included. Those sorts of numbers were enough to increase the audience for the September 24th premiere to 14.5 million viewers, making Flash for the top uh, new drama among 18 to 34, 18 to 34 year olds uh, this season. Wow.
2: 14.5 million viewers I have not heard that number in a long time
1: uh, me neither so ABC has got to be ecstatic
2: oh they do and it's been it's it's good I mean, Fox last year fringe kind of had those high ratings but this is beating even last year's numbers for fringe and so this is very good for flash forward mm-hmm. so and uh you'll have to keep us informed of how flash forward is going because I have not been watching it And it continues to be good. People continue to talk about it. It's still gaining the buzz, and uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Sanctuary, of course, premiered last Friday. I, of course, was watching. Um, And uh, I've kind of, it's been one of the shows I've chosen to follow. It uh, joined Stargate Universe in Friday night rating surge, leaping 18% among adults 18 to 49 and 7% among adults 25 to 54. Um, above last year's average, so it debuted higher than the last than the last year, so it grabbed nearly two million viewers on uh, on Friday, October ninth. So that was kind of uh, good for it because 2 million's not shabby for a uh, sci fi show. It was very good, yeah. very good. Let's move into our our, our movies here real quick. Jim Rice Snyder, one of our listeners, wanted us to talk about the bringing back of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Miles, your thoughts.
1: I've enjoyed uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Did you want to see it come back on, on, on the small screen, or or maybe come back as a mo- you know movie again? I wasn't sure.
2: Well, they actually did. They did. They did do uh, August twenty second. They aired in theaters across the country a simulcast event uh, with the original cast and Veronica Belmont and some others that were actually doing a Mystery Science Theater. So they still do it every so often as kind of singular events. It's not necessarily a small screen. I don't know how it would do back at the small, small screen.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean, there's still a lot of diehard fans uh, of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, I, I've watched a few. I've enjoyed them. Not a huge fan, but you know, I can see it come back every now and then um, and uh, do one of their movie reviews. I think it's entertaining. Yeah,
2: yeah. Huh? We'll see what happens. Independence Day. Let's talk about Independence Day. We have not talked about Independence Day since it probably first ever came out. The question becomes, of course, why has Fox never made a sequel to its surprise $800 million hit? I was not aware it made that much money, Miles. $800 $800 million. In typical Hollywood fashion, it kind of boils down to the deals and money as far as why it has not been released. Um, Director Roland Emmerich, who, of course, is famous for all his disaster movies, including, I think, 2012 is his. They are still talking about a sequel. They approach Fox, and um, uh, Fox has not quite figured out what to do with it. They obviously need Will Smith back, and they're talking about that. Personally, I think they also need Jeff Goldblum back if they're going to do it. If a deal can be figured out, they say they'd love to do ID4 number two, and uh, it'd be very cool. They said that in 13 years since ID4 came out, movie ticket prices have increased more than 60%. Whoa. So if this movie would, would have made the $800 million, it would have been one of the first movies to pass the $1 billion mark. Hmm. That's that's, per, that's pretty freaking amazing. That is. Yeah. And I enjoyed ID4. I've watched that movie numerous times and – well, adam baldwin's in it and you know you know and then of course he's of course someone we've been following his career since then it's just a good 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 movie worth seeing good family movie for the most part it's a feel-good movie and another it really kind of does capture what human beings would be like if we actually had such a thing happen
1: yeah <laughs> excuse me that came out summer of 96 i remember and uh uh yeah good good summer block blockbuster feel-good movie um I don't know what they would come out with as far as the sequel goes.
2: um, uh. Maybe they would – maybe the aliens would return. Maybe they would adapt tech. I don't know. The story seems to be written or the idea seems to be there. They just aren't saying quite yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I did watch that as part of my bachelor party because I got married that summer. And that that was my – the guys went out to see Independence Day as part of that. So it was very cool. (laughs) It it was because there were strippers in Independence Day. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) There were, but (laughs) – All right, let's let's do our next news
1: here. uh, Ron Moore calls tech meaningless. Uh, Learn the secret formula to writing for Trek. At his recent keynote speech at the New York Television Festival, former Star Trek writer and creator of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, Ron Moore revealed the secret formula to writing for Trek. He described how the writers would just insert tech into the scripts whenever they needed to resolve a story or plot line. Then they did have consultants fill in the appropriate words – a.k.a. Techno, bob, techno Babble later. This is what Ron Moore is saying. It became the solution for to so many plot lines and so many stories, Moore said. It was so mechanical that we had science consultants who would just come up with the words for us, and we just write tech in the script. You know, Picard would say, Commander LaForge, tech the tech to the warp drive. I'm serious. If you look at those scripts, you'll see that. Full speech will be in the show notes. Yeah, and uh, I have the URL there for you. Go ahead and we asked uh, Star Trek novelist if he agreed, and he said, uh, uh, nope, don't disagree with him. I never worry about it when writing Trek stuff. I can fill in the blanks later.
2: (laughs) So this is kind of interesting. I thought this was an interesting story because you kind of think about writers kind of having the final say and kind of writing the stuff into it, but it sounds like they don't worry about the technology stuff in it.
1: Well, if if you compare Star Trek to uh, Battlestar Galactica, I mean, um, Galactica is not you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it had, had great special effects and all that, but it was definitely a, a character-driven show, um, minus the techno babble. I mean, um, the techno babble almost upstaged some of the things Star Trek was doing.
2: Well, uh, Sam Raimi, of course, Spider-Man director, has uh, confirmed that Robert Rodat will be writing the Warcraft film. If you don't know who that is, he wrote Saving Private Ryan. And of course, most of us know what that is. That movie did very well. Good Tom Hanks movie with a bunch of other people that we saw in that. There's much more information on this movie that I'm not going to tell you right now, only because of time, but it will be in our show notes. Please check out the sci to find out more information about the writer and where, and what direction they are taking the movie. It will be released 2011. So we have two years to wait for that.
1: One million demand paranormal activity, uh, Paramount Pictures has decided to release paranormal activity nationwide after more than one million people around the U.S. demanded the film play in their city at ParanormalMovie.com. From the very beginning, we put this film in the hands of the fans. We trusted them to tell us where and when it should be seen. We couldn't be more thrilled by their overwhelming support. We were happy to release the film in every town, big and small, said uh, Rob Moore. Vice President of Paramount Pictures. Paranormal activity will begin rolling out nationwide on Friday, October 16th. We'll put the trailer in our show notes.
2: Yeah, and this is not a movie that I would typically go to see, but I thought it was worthy of putting in our news. This movie is made for about $11,000. And I think that the, but even bigger than the price tag on it, or maybe more important than the price tag, is the fact that Paramount listened, Miles.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, so sometimes, you know, listeners it pays to contact you know uh the studio execs
2: to let them know what 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 you want to see yeah we often we often say that the major networks are never listening they're never listening to us you can write in and it falls in deaf ears but here paramount was actually listening so good stuff yeah 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 two pieces of brief news here i'm gonna bring you Then we're gonna get some video Ian McKellen said, that uh, kind of ratted out which actors are in and out of The Hobbit. No surprise here. We expected that Andy Serkis is reprising his role as Gollum in the movie, The Hobbit, and it's expected that Hugo Weaving will reprise his role of Elrond. Nothing's official yet, but uh, no surprises there. We kind of figured that was going to happen with The Hobbit.
1: Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of other characters that kind of reprise the role. One other bit of sci-fi movie is... They're talking about another millennium movie, oh, I guess a millennium movie, without the help of Chris Carter, maybe? Lance Hendrickson, H- Hendrickson who, of course, is the sci-fi character actor best known for playing a former FBI profiler Frank Black in this 90s TV series Millennium, has been talking about a feature film follow-up sequel for years. And they are now talking about it independent of, of Chris Carter. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. It'll be interesting, definitely, to see if that movie comes in because that whole premise was that in the year 2000, the world was going to end, okay? We are now nine years after that. So how are they going to solve that? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it'll be interesting nonetheless. Let's move into sci-fi DVD video (coughs) news. Futurama, of course, is um, uh, everyone's favorite cartoon, sci-fi cartoon show, at least for some of us. They announced that they are releasing all four volumes of Futurama as well as four feature-length adventures of Bender's Big Score, The Beast with a Billion Backs, Bender's Game, <clears throat> Into the Wild Green Yonder, all contained in a limited edition collectible head, with a numbered letter from Matt Groening and David X. Cohen. The entire series will run you approximately 2,000 minutes and $129. So if you have $129 to spend and you love Futurama and have 2,000 minutes of your life to watch it, Go for it.
1: Legend of the Seeker, the first, the, the complete first season. Uh, experience every episode of the fantastic first season and discover how Legend of the Seeker comes to life with exclusive behind the scenes bonus features. TV's most magical series is even more spellbinding on DVD. Bonus features include deleted scenes, forging the sword, crafting a legend, go behind the scenes of a wizard's first rule on the New Zealand set, see how the show's fantasy world is brought to life. Words of Truth, the conversation with Terry Goodkind. Take an intimate journey with author Terry Goodkind to see where the series was created, and with also audio commentaries. It is in our store for thirty one ninety nine.
2: Yeah, and that's that's a that's a series that aired. Remember, at such an odd time. It was like a Saturday afternoon, at five o'clock. Right. Right. And um, you know, we often complain that Dollhouse is airing on a Friday night. We call it the death zone. If Friday nights a death zone, I think that Saturday at five in the afternoon is in the crypt. All right. Because, you know, who's watching TV regularly at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday?
1: Probably most people are catching it on DVR or Hulu.
2: Yeah, or, you know, now on DVD. It was enough for them to pick up a second season, which I believe begins in November here. So um, I've heard good things about it. If you're watching Legend of the Seeker, let us know. Miles, you had one other quick piece of DVD uh, news you wanted to share.
1: I did. Monday, I rented it on, um, on Netflix, Superman and Batman uh, Public Enemies. It's from the same outfit that, that put out Justice League, put out the Batman and Superman Animated Series, and uh, it's, a, it's the same voices uh, voiced for uh, Superman, Batman, and Lex Luthor. But these are sta- But the, the, the movies we put out are standalone movies. Uh, this one was very good, very enjoyable. It, it's on DVD right now. You can, you can buy it or rent it. But, uh, yeah, it was quite good.
2: Well, I'll put a link in the show notes for that so you can go ahead and buy it from our store or go to Netflix and rent it. It's worth seeing. And let us know what you think. In a moment, we are going to go into the second part of our Christopher Heyerdahl interview, which is absolutely awesome. I can't wait to talk about that real briefly before we have to share it with you. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from a podcast named Variant Frequencies. And this podcast, what they do is release original stories once one a month, and these are great stories to kind of check out. So uh, listen to the promo, check out the show, and we'll see you after the break.
1: Let our frequencies carry you away, survive horrors unimagined, and discover wonders unseen. Encounter new worlds, rocket through the depths of space, and delve into realities that exist in dark mirrors of our own. On Variant Frequencies, we cross genres and boundaries to bring listeners a completely different audio experience. Featuring Parsec Award-winning fiction, we deliver a new short story every month and present serialized novels that test the limits of podcast fiction. Find us at www.variantfrequencies.com. Subscribe today.
2: Welcome back after that short break. We are excited to bring you the second part of this Christopher Heyerdahl interview, especially on by the fact that Sanctuary has aired and is doing quite well. So if you have not watched Sanctuary, we encourage you to check it out. Miles, we don't have much more to say than what we didn't say before about Christopher Heyerdahl, but he was just a pleasure to interview, a pleasure to offer the see at shore leave, and we hope someday we can run into him again.
1: Yeah, uh, joy to hear in the interview again. I just remember why it was it was so much fun hanging out with him that day.
2: Yeah, and he, he was just so laid back. It was great. Uh, anyways, without further ado, we are excited to bring you the second part of this interview.
0: About it. No, you don't. So, suck it up, man. <laughs> really, that's that's what it's all about. Man.
2: Now, does the mask move fairly easily with your cheek? It yeah. moves with all your features. So you, you spoke, you spoke normally, hmm. then like, Now, voice modulation done after the fact.
0: You have to revoice the whole thing. Right. Anything that I say as Todd is always done after the fact in studio.
2: So you you would record it on set, and then you would go. Try and, re- to try and
0: reproduce what was done on the day.
2: Was that difficult?
0: Sometimes it was very difficult. Other times it's, it's a pleasure. I mean, you got these teeth. Yeah. You feel it's like them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wraiths are talking like this. I mean, you know, this is a <laughs> that very it's a choice. It's a choice, but it's not the way we want to hear it. <laughs> right, right, no. So we have to go and you know, get rid of the, the huge teeth <laughs> speech impediment.
2: Right, right. And. Um, overall, and the modulation is done post. Exactly. What do they call it? Looping. They call it ADR or ADR. looping.
0: It's actually looping in this thing. Yeah. Specific as looping because you're actually doing exactly the same text. But ADR is what it's uh, after di- additional dialogue recording. Even though it's not necessarily additional dialogue, but that's, right. what, that's what they call it. Yeah.
2: You know, it is what it is. Well, tell us about sanctuary. This is your. What do you want to hear? Well, did you? F- is it true you finished filming season two? You haven't started yet. So you're in the middle of it. Keep going. Keep going. Another choice? Toward the end of it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we have a winner. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But
0: tomorrow we start, um, we start episode uh, 212 and 213.
2: And those are the final two.
0: The final two. It's 13 episodes. And is it, is it a two-part ending? Two-part ending. Yeah, we start off with a two-parter and we finish up with a two-parter. And, um... So that will be done. Will be done in uh, July. Will uh, premiere sometime in October. Right. And there's and, and there's the deal. Yeah. Now does it pick up where we left off? Oh yeah. Absolutely.
2: So we have the uh, the bad guy organization kind of what do they call it anyway? The cabal.
0: The cabal. Yeah. Come on. They've. Um, what do we finish off? We finish off. Um, uh, Ashley has stolen the uh, vampire blood. Mm-hmm. And she uh, goes to Easter Island. She zorts to Easter Island. She teleports to Easter Island and meets up with uh, Dana Whitcomb, who is uh, the head of the cabal, and uh, hands over the ancient That's vampire right. of blood. Right. And uh, what does is, what is Dana say to her? She says something like, you know, Welcome to your new life, or something like that, and a very evil look. And then you yeah. look at Ashton, and she's all. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we pick up from there, and, um, uh, and we
2: uh, we let it all flesh out. Cool. Is there anything you, know, you can tell us about the new season without giving stuff away? Are you sworn to a vow of secrecy? that you
0: all, of course. Um, I, I go back and be killed as soon as I ride back. Um, <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> I can it say, at there, the I can say it's, There's way more action this year. There's uh, there are more effects. I think there are more effects in the first two uh, episodes than there were in the first season. Wow. Uh,
2: Is that because of a budget, a better budget this year?
0: I think we do have a little bit better budget, but I, can't, I honestly can't say that. I'm it's not, not sure, your, your metric. I honestly don't know. Um, but we're definitely, I would, I would think yes, because we seem to be doing a lot more this year than we did the year before. I mean, just the episodes seem to be bigger, faster, more action. Um, we're, we're going into... Places that I never yeah. thought that we never thought we could go. Yeah. We're, we're traveling all over the world. Uh, uh, what can I say? Different uh, possible worlds, realities, whatever. We're all we're going to live in places. Wow, so you are exploring dream. everything. It's pretty cool. So, it's uh, pretty cool. you know, some, so some we, characters that we think we know exactly who they are. We they'll take us on a journey that we never thought. About. Awesome. Never thought possible.
2: I'm looking forward. I love Sanctuary. Yeah, Will. Season.
0: Will in this uh, in the second season is doing some crazy things that you know, we would just never think Will would be possible. You know, would be capable. Uh, his character is absolutely
2: blowing out this season. Yeah. And how about your character? Yeah,
0: he's doing the same thing, you know, coming in, stirring up a little trouble. <laughs> <picking up. laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and he takes off. He's there in the sanctuary when we when we leave in the, uh, right. in the first season and uh he's uh he's still helping out at the top of the second um basically helping blowing. yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> quote unquote and, exactly no yeah, he's he's helping out and um and, uh you know basically playing the game as Helen would have it played and um and doing his best to you know to make to make things go right, he's he's, a, he's in the game. He's in the game, <laughs> and uh, how that how that turns out, well, you have to, we'll
2: have to tune watch. in to tune see in, how it turns
0: out. Tune in on the uh, first week of October, yeah, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a new uh, new character in uh, as well, another new character. Uh, I I call her Hannah Solo. Uh huh. <laughs> and why is that? I call her Hannah Solo uh, because she's she's like a Hannah Solo character. Uh, right. um She's uh, basically a uh, uh, she's a uh, you know a, a, a gun for hire. And, and, uh, okay. Yeah, I got a bad the, feeling about quite, this guy. Yeah, you're not quite sure uh, <laughs> you know what side she's on, and uh, she's a really
2: interesting, uh, very interesting character. Awesome. Very interesting. You're a bit of Star Wars and Sanctuary. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, talking about Star Wars. Did you grow up watching the films? Absolutely. Did, now, I'll never
0: it? forget it, in the galaxy far, far away as it goes down, sitting in the. Um, I a theater in,
1: uh,
0: in Vancouver, up in the balcony, and I'll uh, never forget that first was it a defining moment? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> the first time I saw it, the second time I saw it, the third
2: time. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so you grew up watching science fiction. What was the most? In, what was the most influential? Was Star Wars the most influential, or did, were you a Trekkie? Or? I was,
0: I was a Trekkie. You know, I would say. yeah, I've seen all the all the Star Trek episodes, whatever, all the three seasons. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. I, I was, you know, I'm a, a Spock lover. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was, always pretending exactly, no. exactly. These ears didn't, were, are not naturally like this. Right, so right. I'm you, just you, going you. like this in the playground, year after year after right. year. You know. Or was that kids holding you up by them in the No, playground? man. that was me doing it all by myself. The kids couldn't reach my ears. <laughs> You're ages. probably I've, always I've taut always taut. been tall. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I remember being in what,
0: grade, grade four and grade seven, coming up to me saying. You new kid? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen you before. You, you just arrived? Like, no, I, I've been here since. I've been here since. <laughs> right. like, I haven't seen you in class. I'm, like, I'm grade four. <laughs> oh,
2: nope, don't beat me up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is your favorite track? The original? You're, you're, you're an original fan. So, what would you think of the new movie? Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Zachary yeah. Absolutely
0: Bang on Spock I think he just Did a fantastic job Damn. Loved it Absolutely loved it yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Did you see the Saturday live clip They did No Oh you'll have to you have to look up I'll, I'll,
0: Zachary Quinto Chris it. Pine okay. And then, oh, right
2: then uh, Leonard Nimoy and Chris Pine is phenomenal too They're on the weekend
0: update Absolutely oh, I thought the phenomenal. entire
2: cast really hit it absolutely um, uh,
0: what's his name uh, John um, uh, he plays uh, Sulu John, John Cho yes yeah. fantastic <laughs> the first time that he comes up with that line uh, uh, on, so what kind of uh, hand-in-hand combat do you do and he says fencing yep <laughs> I mean it just took me right back to the Sulu <laughs> fencing episode and, uh, oh yeah just and level. then you got to actually see him fence. and then you get to see him exactly uh, also uh, Chekhov Oh yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> and also, uh, oh yeah, anyway, I they, were, all, they were they, um, were, they, they were, were all. We can talk about the movie. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the uh, the very last scene. I thought the very last scene was the most amazing. You know, hat tip to the old series. Mm. It was literally like they were channeling right. all the original cast members, right. and then making it their own towards the end of the scene. Yeah. It was like you know, all the original ones the beginning, the beginning, and then slowly morphs, and then the end of the scene is then taking over
2: ready to go mm-hmm. really yeah. um, uh, yeah. whatever I geeked out what do you so <are> we. <laughs> no, we, we we love it you know it, it left the original series intact because in a different timeline absolutely and you know yeah. you can do what you want you yeah. aren't ruining you know everyone's Trek universe
0: Christopher Pike I loved uh, I love what he did fantastic yeah, yeah. he's a great actor
2: too. good Canadian actor yeah that's where they all come from yeah. that are that are the Aussies that's right fringe you know mm.
0: Well, William Shatner's Canadian.
2: Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Country Elboy.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, now, did you watch the other series of Trek as well? DLA, Voyager, Next yeah, Gen? I, yeah, Voyager.
0: I like January. I like those guys. I, I liked, um, I, I liked um, uh, Picard. Oh, yeah. I thought he was very cool. Um, yeah, I, I liked all the series. I yeah, those, I think those two were, I was down with that. Done, right?
2: Now, did growing up loving science fiction play into the fact that you are doing science fiction roles, or not really?
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, I think it's mostly moving back to Vancouver. It seems to be, you know, Vancouver is sci-fi town. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, There's a lot of sci-fi. Tons of sci-fi so It's hard he, to be, uh, uh, a working actor there and not be does working on a sci-fi. Does the channel
2: town. record out of, I mean, sci-fi channel, <clears throat> or whatever the, Whatever the hell you call that channel now, the Sippy Channel. The Sifi Channel. The Sifi channel does it, does it, <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it based out of Vancouver?
0: No. I don't know why that is. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. That's funny, but everything, yeah. uh, everything seems <laughs> to end <stand> up there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, all the Jer- good stuff. Jeremiah was shot there. Oh, the SG uh, was shot. Yeah, all the SGS were shot there. Um, uh, Superman is shot. Uh, uh, Smallville is shot there. Um, uh, Riverworld is being shot there. Um, Are you going to make an appearance in that? No, I'm not in that. Too busy with a sanctuary. Um, <laughs> uh, um, uh,
2: the X-Files.
0: 4400, I don't know. It was, was that t- shot in Toronto? It was 4400, I think, was shot there. Part of the time, and then Toronto. I can't um, I don't know. Anyway, I watched the first part, season. It was, it was in Toronto. X-Files, the first part. the first part. All that stuff was going on. Anyway, it seems just, I don't know why,
2: but it's a uh, seafood It's a hotbed of alien activity. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that's awesome. That's awesome. What are you looking forward to that's coming up, other than sanctuaries? Is there anything else? Well, obviously, obviously we have Twilight. Yeah, I mean, that's... We can't forget about Twilight. That's crazy. That, no, with that but and Breaking Dawn, right? absolutely wild. That, uh, you
0: know, just by association, hanging out with those guys, I couldn't go anywhere without, you know... And <laughs> people are hanging out of ra- outside of restaurants and
2: right they,
0: those those kids are being absolutely bombarded oh, yeah well.
2: now you're in new move coming out yeah. uh, the third one you're not in no the character's not in right the third one. Yeah, and my kids re- I'm an English teacher All I right. trade and so my kids have loved reviewed the books what and what grades do teach you 10th grade All yeah. right. so they uh, are absolutely the thing I love about it these books are not thin books and they're diving in and delving, in and they're reading it. And... Ste-
0: Stephanie's hit on, on such a, a pulse of uh, of youth that it, it, it's amazing, either the youth that you remember or yeah. the youth you're experiencing. <laughs> right. she's just hit it. Yeah, um, there is not a single person I know that if they if they have a teenager, teenage a girl. They love those books and they all say the same thing. Um, uh, and every, every young girl I meet. I love those books. <laughs> like, they're, the, like, it's, it's, they're the only one. Absolutely. My wife, is, my wife read them. Well, because they remember being that age. So she's just hit. Something that everybody can relate to. It's absolutely phenomenal what she's done.
2: Well, and um, and uh, also, I, there's, I've had some guys secretly reading it. They don't really admit it. <laughs> well,
0: I read it, but you know, it's just you know, too it's, it's, you know, it's yeah, it's so girly to for me. What my girlfriend and, was yeah.
2: talking about? Yeah, yeah. I went to see the movie. I hated the movie. I went to see it five know. times. What other sci-fi do you like?
0: Funny, whenever whenever it's a general thing like that, I'm thinking, what the heck is sci-fi? Yeah, um, sci Other uh, sci I mean, basically, I like any kind of any kind of fantasy stuff. Um, Wolverine that just came out. Um, so
2: comic books? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, any kind of fantasy stuff I love. Um, well, what's the original? I'm like Blackie on the original. Action. Uh, Was that? that from Action Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Right. Um, Would you want to play a comic book character someday? A specific comic book character? And if, who, and if so, who? <laughs> I kind of like the Silver Surfer.
2: You kind of like him, or you don't like? I him. do. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the movie? I liked it. You know what? It was entertaining. Yeah. That—that's—that's that's the way I felt. People, you know, a lot of people will trash different the movies. There's rarely a movie I will walk out and say, "There's movies I don't like." But there's a lot of movies I'll, I'll look and say, "Eh, I was entertained. What more do you want?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, Transformers 2, a perfect example. I was entertained. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, I was entertained. Yeah. You know, robots beating up robots—it's great. Absolutely,
0: and the first, first. Uh, Megan Fox. The first shot of Megan Fox was. It was, <laughs> I it was funny because I, I, we were actually. Do you like Megan Fox? You know, you, does she do something for you. But who? <laughs> yeah, the girl from the Transformers, huh? Yeah, I guess I don't really remember from the first one. And then the uh, I go and see the, the, the second one. And I'm, I'm introduced to her by you know her toe going up her leg going up. oh I I see why everyone's <laughs> like, right okay right, right right all right well I guess she's old enough for me to get excited <laughs> right, about now yeah. I like I can see why she's so young why would I anyway but the um, uh, I like that stuff it's great I mean I I guess I like the first one better right yeah. I actually like the second it, you like the second one better okay for yeah, me. yeah for absolutely me. yeah now, did you read a lot of
2: sci-fi growing up?
0: Really, I, what was the? Uh, it was uh, you know uh, Jerry Niven... no, no, Jerry Niven and Jerry Pornelli,
2: the, the Ring World series.
0: Yeah, um, they also they, they did a great uh, great book as well uh, called the Inferno. Okay, and that I would say was the book that um, that really kind of changed my. That was when I first got it. Then there was A Moat in God's Eye. Uh, yes, uh, those books really really turned me on at at, uh, at what age 10 or something like that Um, I just thought that was really cool Um, anyway it's not exactly sci-fi so much as uh, it is
2: yeah outer space other the world
0: yeah yeah. so that kind of stuff really turns me on well thank you so
2: much for chatting with us All right, we hope that you enjoyed hearing from Christopher Heyerdahl. Again, if you want to see more Christopher Heyerdahl than what you saw in the interview, please do not hesitate to check out the Sci-Fi podcast.com uh, website and click the link to videos. And we have tons of videos of Christopher Heyerdahl talking about his role in Sanctuary and his role as Tom DeRace in uh, Stargate Atlantis. Well worth the watch.
1: If uh, you're interested in helping uh, support uh, the Sci-Fi Diner, um, we have a uh, we have a donate button on the uh, on the webpage. You can donate as little as a dollar and then add up as, as much as you feel comfortable with. This will just help with some of the costs of um, you know hosting the website. And uh, if we need any new equipment in the future, um, that would be a big help if you want to help us with that.
2: It'll help us in buying new prizes. You know, hey, you want good prizes? Yeah. You know, just give a dollar or so, and hey. You have a good return on investment for that. Right. Anyways, our show notes, are, of course, also at the SciFiDinerPodcast.com, giving you more than we can ever give you in the show. In fact, you can also kind of leave your thoughts about the things we are talking about, the things you want us to talk about that we are not. And you can do so by just, you know, posting a comment after the show notes, which of course is at the bottom of the show notes, which are quite lengthy. We do put up quite detailed show notes, but uh, we feel it helps give you uh, a fuller, fuller part of the conversation we're having here in the Sci-Fi Diner podcast.
1: And we encourage you to check out our Sci-Fi Donor store on, uh, on Amazon.com. You will find uh, many, many... Um, uh, sci-fi tv shows that are popular right now and movies uh, and you'll you'll find a savings there and so you'll, you'll save and also you'll help us we'll, we'll get a little back for uh you, you shopping at our store there's a link on our website
2: and yeah you can save up to 30 40 50 percent of dvds when you buy it there you can either click on our website or go straight to the store at my either way it'll work and yeah. christmas is coming so uh it is Great mm-hmm. place to buy the bender head for someone who's geeking out in Futurama. Mm-hmm. You, know, you definitely got to do it. We, of course, can find us on Twitter. Um, you can find the sci fi diner at the uh, you know twitter.com backslash sci fi diner. You can also find um, me personally, Scott Hertzog on Twitter under Hertzog H E R T Z O G, and Miles. They can find you on Twitter. Uh,
1: yes, I have a t- I am Son of War at Twitter. I'm also on Trek Space,
2: uh, Son of War for Trek Space. Yeah. So if you can't get enough Trek, Miles is the one you want to talk to. You can also prove your geek cred by answering your, our trivia question for this week. And uh, we have a great prize. That Vanessa Angel signed Prince calling you, calling you. But you got to prove your worth. Prove that you can walk through the fire. We can pull the sword out of the stone you can also email the sci-fi diner with that information with your answers besides contacting us on twitter for that at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com and you can also call in call in your answers call in your reviews of movies tv shows comment on the things that we are talking about And you can do that at 1-888-508-4343, if I can get the phone number right. And I believe that's it. I believe that's it. So until next week, we will see ya. Until then, good night and good luck. Okay, let's see. I wanted to pick up Fringe Season 1 in Dollhouse. It's so here I am at Cards and Bubble. I should be able to pick up both of these easily. I'm guessing for around 70 bucks, right? So, uh, let me see. Back in the past book section. Who reads books anymore? Okay, um, into the DVD section. Oh, no. Fringe. Okay, Season 1. Uh, $60? dollars you got to be kidding me. My wife only gives me an allowance of $75. There's no way I'm going to be able to pick up Fringe. Well, what's Dollhouse? $50 for Dollhouse? It's only half a season. 13 episodes. Give me a break. I'm not going to get... I can't get any of these. I get one, but I want both. <sighs> Wait a minute. What's that? Hello? You mean I can get both of these for $70? Now, where is that? MySciFiStore.com. store.com, My sci-fi store.com. It enables me to get both of these for $70? bucks. i am going there. Screw Cars and Bobo. I'm out of here. My sci-fi store.com. Saving you money from here to the end of the universe.